0: This is the Artisan CEO Podcast Season 4, Bonus Episode 1. On this episode, I'm rounding up the biggest takeaways from last week's Beyond the Bridal Suite Challenge, a week-long free lesson series teaching tired, burned-out wedding photographers how to replace even just a few of their weddings with brand photography without needing to book 100-plus sessions in order to make up the difference in income. If you missed the challenge, consider this your TLDR Cliff Notes version. We'll be covering how to slowly introduce brand photography in three phases without losing your current audience, how to quickly build a portfolio using the five Ps, and I'm spilling the number one mistake that wedding photographers make when stepping into branding. The consequence of missing that detail is that you'll leave your clients bored and disappointed, so make sure you listen up. Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. I remember exactly where I was when I realized I was falling out of love with the wedding industry. I was on the dullest toll road. I was driving into D.C. on a beautiful summer day, and I was in the midst of sending a voice memo to a fellow wedding photographer who I'd known for pretty much my entire career. I was trying to puzzle through, why am I feeling so discontent right now? Like, why was it so hard to get in my car today? I'd been photographing weddings for eight to nine years, I think, at that point, and I was good at my job. At that moment, I was heading into D.C. to photograph for a darling couple that I loved at a venue that I enjoy working at with a killer vendor team. Like, all things were set up for this to be an amazing day. And it was a good day. It was the kind of day, actually, that I had been dreaming about booking when I first started my business. I was, by all definitions, living my wedding photography dream. So what was wrong with me? Maybe I was burned out. Maybe I was just tired, but I just remember thinking over and over again, like, I should be grateful, not grumpy. When my friend messaged back, she said something to the effect of, Abby, you've been feeling this tug for a while. Maybe this isn't a matter of needing an attitude adjustment or having an ungrateful heart. Maybe this is the Lord pressing on your heart that it is time for a change. And that scared the living daylights out of me. (laughs) Wedding photography was pretty much all I had known for my entire career as a photographer and a small business owner. And I was good at weddings. So why couldn't I just be happy? I'd built this career I was really proud of. We had great momentum. Like, why ruin a perfectly good thing? It felt like we'd be abandoning all of the momentum that we'd built up all over the years. And that just felt foolish. It felt selfish. And yet I couldn't shake. This growing desire to have my weekends back, leaving home on those gorgeous September Saturdays in order to go spend 12 hours on my feet became harder and harder. And then when I became a mom, it only increased the pain. I shot my first wedding as a mom 13 days after my son was born. And I remember pulling out of the driveway and thinking, this is not what I had in mind when I started my small business. And that was a moment where I knew that something needed to change and change soon. I had been photographing brand sessions on the side for a couple of years at that point sort of stumbled onto it by accident when my friend natalie frank asked me to shoot her brand photos when she was rebranding in 2016 and wouldn't you know what i ended up having a knack for it so then word began to spread and despite not marketing my brand photos at all at the beginning the inquiries gradually picked up speed so then when i started falling out of love with the wedding season schedule and the weekend work branding was what we turned to as the next step for our business so then you fast forward to today, and my weekends are no longer spent working. My brand sessions for creative, high-performing small businesses, those all take place during normal business hours, as, as do all of my meetings, which means that I get to have dinner with my family and put my kids to bed, and I get to be home for those beautiful fall Saturdays that I used to miss out on. I had been afraid at the beginning of that transition because it meant venturing into uncharted territory. But then as our, I realized as our life changed, That our business needed to change with it. Matt and I have said for years that we desire to run a business that enables a life that we love. And when I realized that our life and our business were no longer aligned, the life wasn't gonna change to suit the business. The business needed to change to align with our lives. So maybe you're not looking to move completely out of weddings. Maybe you would be happy to get just a couple of those September and October Saturdays back for yourself, to be able to say yes to a date to the pumpkin patch or tailgating before your college team's first home game of the season. Or maybe you know that there's a bigger change on the horizon for you, that your five to ten year plan, maybe that doesn't involve black jumpsuits and a new pair of Rothies every wedding season anymore. So whatever kind of change you're looking for, and I know that that thought of change probably scares you as much as it pumps you up. So whichever camp you're in, camp, I just want to book a few brand sessions or I kind of want to get out of the wedding industry altogether, this episode will help you own that. First thing I need you to hear and accept is that there is no need to drive your business off a cliff. This is not an overnight change. I am not asking you to abandon all of your wedding income by the end of this sentence. You can take this as fast or as slow as you want to. For us, it it was a two to three year pivot from the time we decided, okay, we're going to draw back on weddings to the time I shot my last wedding. It was two to three years. If you're simply looking to add brand photography and keep your wedding clients, maybe just fewer of them shoot, you could clarify your offer and launch it and start booking clients in just a couple of months, which means that your fall 2024 could look substantially different from fall 2023. And I imagine for anybody who is in the rush of wedding season right now, that probably sounds like a cool drink of water. The pivot for us was not super complicated. If you've ever had to learn to drive stick shift, it's almost exactly like shifting into first gear. So you've got the clutch pushed all the way down with your left foot and your right foot is resting on the accelerator. You put the car into first and as you begin to let off the pressure on the clutch with your left foot, you press down on the gas with your right foot slowly at first. But then once you feel the the gear catch and the car starts to move forward slowly, you can release the clutch and commit to the accelerator. So the pivot broke down into three phases for us. Phase one was simply launching the offer and adding brand photography to my website in a low key manner. We added branding to the menu on my website and then created a services page to tell people all about the offer. Otherwise, the website was still geared towards weddings. So it was like, I'm a wedding photographer and also I offer some branding. Phase two took place once I committed to drawing down on weddings. Instead of branding being presented as a side service, we upped the ante and retooled my homepage with my designer to present branding front and center as a core offer. So like, hi, I'm Abby, I'm a wedding and branding photographer. So we asked people to choose on the homepage, are you here for a bride? Like, are you a bride or are you a brand? Are you here for weddings or brand photography? And then whichever one they clicked on, it took them to the relevant services page where they could see more of my portfolio and get more information. Phase three, that was when branding was presented as the main offer and we relegated weddings to the menu bar and then eventually we removed it altogether a few months after we signed our last wedding contract. So total time between phase one and phase three, was about two years. So again, this is not an overnight process. I am not asking you to abandon all of your wedding income. And it doesn't, furthermore, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing kind of thing if you don't want it to be. You can shift into phase one and then never leave. You're like, I love my wedding clients. I just want to supplement. That's fine. Get into phase one and stay there. What I do need you to hear is that there is an opportunity for income here as a brand photographer that you are missing that has nothing to do with weddings. Income that you can earn during the week, during normal business hours, outside of wedding season so that you can finally slow your role on cramming all of your major yearly income into the seasonal rush of your local wedding scene. Because you as a wedding photographer are primed to be good at branding. In one of my favorite books, So Good They Can't Ignore You, author Cal Newport talks about the, the concept of career capital, which he defines as the skills you have that are both rare and valuable and that can be used as leverage in defining your career. So if you work in wedding photography, you obviously know how to photograph humans. You have a grip on your in-camera skills, you understand how to run a service-based business, and you understand the idea of image management. You've been doing that for your wedding clients for years already. All of that comes into play here because brand photography offers us the opportunity to transfer our skills and keep the small business and momentum we've already built. You're also able to transfer existing brand equity and credibility. I was near the top of my market when I was a wedding photographer. And when we began to make the pivot into brands, I was able to take that strong reputation with me instead of building from the ground up. So there's an assumed level of credibility that you bring with you because you've already demonstrated skill and business acumen. So when it comes to brand photography, getting started does not have to mean starting over, not at all. You also already have connections. The wedding industry is full of what? business owners, and a lot of them are small business owners who would seriously benefit from way more than just those rushed behind-the-scenes photos of their works on their iPhone at the wedding reception. And when you factor in that the pandemic gave way to an explosion of new small business applications, it means that there's a higher need than ever before for photographers who understand the assignment. And replacing wedding income? is not as hard as you think it is. Maybe you're like me and you dismissed brand photography at first as an actual viable alternative to weddings because you've done the back of napkin math, right? Like by the time I left weddings, my average wedding collection booked for between 10 and $15,000. let's call it 12, call it $12,000. My portrait session rate for something like a one and a half hour anniversary session was $1,200. So I'm thinking, okay, then I can probably charge about $1,200 for branding. So my back of napkin math, was that if I wanted to take one wedding off the calendar, I was gonna have to replace that with something like 10 portrait sessions and that sounded exhausting. But what I failed to realize at first, and this is where so many photographers get flustered and quit before they ever give it a chance, I didn't realize that pricing for commercial work is actually very different than pricing for photography meant for personal consumption. Commercial work is, by nature, intended to generate revenue. It's not a luxury, it is a business asset. So brand photography is a branch of commercial photography, and as a result, it should cost more because of the potential value that it represents to a business owner. It's higher because it can help them make more money. So once I figured that out, then we began pricing our brand sessions like commercial work. My full day brand sessions are currently priced at $8,000. When I exited the wedding industry, my collections were booking at an average of $12,000. But when I looked at the hourly breakdown, an eight hour wedding collection with an engagement session and a 30 page album, that was costing me an average of 38.5 hours of time. And a full day brand session entails a total of 20.75 hours. So just over half the time, but at a higher hourly rate than weddings when you break it down by total cost and the hours needed to produce the final product, which ends up equaling out to $385.54 per hour for branding and $311.68 for weddings. So if you're a wedding photographer thinking that you'd like to pivot out of the industry or even just supplement your wedding income so you can slow down on those weekend bookings, but maybe you think the only alternative is to opt for a high quantity of cheaper shoots to make up the difference in income. It does not have to be that way. Next, let's talk about portfolio because you can't launch the offer without an intentional collection of photographs that help future clients envision what you could create for them. Like, have you ever tried, I don't know, maybe you guys did this. At the beginning of my wedding photography career, I really wanted to sell albums, but I didn't have any sample albums. So I would do the like, envision with me if you can, like a 10 by 10 lay flat album. What's a lay flat? Let me define that for you real quick. But anyway, you'd have 30 pages and like, you can't sell albums like that because your clients don't have a frame of reference and it wasn't until I purchased sample albums that people started reserving those for their weddings. Same thing with branding. We're gonna show people what you can do before you ask them to book with you. And I don't want you to have to spend a year creating a portfolio before you can finally get this thing off the ground. In case you can't tell already, I am absolutely obsessed with using storytelling photographs and marketing strategy to help business owners bridge the gap between brand intention and their audience's perception. The problem with a lot of the brand photographs out there that are currently clogging your feeds is that those images don't tell you anything about what a business owner does, how they do it, how it's different, or who they serve. We see a lot of what I call these smiling at a laptop photos, which are just business owners sitting at a desk, cheesing at a silver, typically 15.5-inch MacBook Pro, maybe holding a cute anthropology mug for extra effect. And those photos are boring. And worse, they're forgettable. They're just white noise that fades into the background. And the point of brand photography is to help your clients stand out and connect with their target audience. So to help you create those photos that are more engaging, that tell more of the brand's story than just the computer that they use, We'll follow the five P's. These will help you start thinking beyond the basics and help you stand out in a sea of sameness. My students know we always start with this question. What stories is a client currently telling their audience about the brand? You might call these content buckets or messages or storylines, but what are the top five things your clients find themselves telling their audiences over and over again? The five P's will help you take each of those stories and tell them at least five different ways, which then adds variety and volume to your portfolio, meaning you can add more material from a single shoot to your showcase gallery, which then speeds up the timeline from, I think I want to offer brand photography to, ta-da, I am now booking brand clients. The first P is product. This is the product or service that your client delivers, the most obvious thing that you offer. So for a fine artist, this might be their paintings. For my client, Wendy, a chair stylist, this would be her chairs. The second P is process. Audiences tend to be more invested in the final product when they can see what it took to get there. So how can you pull out steps of the equation to invite them in? How can you show the audience what it took to achieve that final product? My client Katrina of Lindell Studios, she creates hand-painted backdrops and styling mats. So for her brand shoots, We focused on photographs of her painting and her research process for zeroing in on a color palette for custom projects. We shot a lot of other stuff, but that was part of the process imagery. The third P is patrons. Who is it that you serve? Who are the people that you're trying to attract? If your client is a family photographer, this could mean photographing them with one of their families. If your client is a wedding planner, this might mean showing them with one of their couples. The fourth P is personality. A brand personality is the specific set of qualities and interests that make a business unique and unlike others. And this is something that your client should be able to tell you about, but also something that you can infer and glean from the research that you'll do on their brand prior to their shoot. Understanding their brand voice and their sense of humor, how formal versus casual their brand is, all of that will inform the final product that you put together in front of the camera. The fifth and final P, and this was fun, this was a favorite one with the challenge attendees last week, which is funny because I almost didn't include it. This was almost the four P's, but it is the five P's and it's a good thing. So the fifth P is promotion. These are going to be your call to action or CTA images that drive audience action or guide a reader's eyes in a particular way. You will use those promotion images to arrest attention, to stop your viewer in their tracks. These are photos that might make your viewer laugh, look left or right, maybe your client pointing to something above or below, flat lays with space to overlay text, that kind of thing. Photos in the promotion category tend to break the fourth wall by acknowledging the fact that the viewer is there as opposed to trying to pass them off as candid images, so acknowledging the fact that the viewer is there and then inviting them to do something. The five P's are definitely a subject that benefit from visuals to illustrate each concept. So if you want to see examples of this in action, make sure you click the challenge link in the show notes because the replays of last week's lessons are up through Friday, October 6th. And I dive into the five P's with a ton of examples in day two's lesson, the five from one formula. When you can break down a storyline with the five P's of product, process, personality, patrons, and promotions, it takes one boring headshot with a paintbrush, like, oh, you can tell I'm a watercolor artist because here I am, I'm holding a paintbrush. It takes that one boring photo and turns it into endless possibilities, giving your portfolio more variety and more substance than ever before. So if you want to launch this offer soon, employing the five P's at your next shoot will make a world of difference. When i first started photographing brand sessions i approached them exactly like i would a wedding day which meant gathering the basic day of logistics i packed my gear and then i showed up and shot whatever was in front of my lens and while the photos were pretty i honestly could not tell you the purpose of most of them other than you know to perform well on instagram and don't get me wrong those photographs are pretty the photos that i shot for natalie first time around they were so pretty but they were not purposeful. But at the time, I was happy enough with good enough because I didn't know that there was a better way. And then over the next couple of years, as I booked more and more sessions, I began to realize that those cutesy smiling at a laptop photos, they blended completely into the social media landscape, which was a problem because my clients were hiring me to help them stand out. I wanted to create something truly valuable for my clients that would help them stand above the crowds and help them get noticed. But with the way that I was initially approaching branding like a wedding photographer, I didn't feel confident that I was helping them do that. And that lack of confidence made me doubt that branding was ever going to be a predictable or a sustainable source of income for me. Eventually, I realized that I needed to stop approaching branding like a wedding photographer and I needed to start thinking like a strategist. I couldn't just show up on shoot day and hope that the Pinspiration Fairy would grace me with her presence, I needed to know what I was going to shoot and why I was shooting it and how I was going to shoot it all before the day of the session. And that change in mindset of realizing that I needed to start thinking like a strategist, that was what set me on the path from run-of-the-mill forgettable galleries to the kind of photographs that stand out and get noticed, get my clients noticed and get me noticed. So these days my branding clients are using their photographs from from Forbes profiles to CNBC, from books they're authoring to podcasts they're hosting. And I've had the privilege of working with some of the industry's biggest names like Caitlin James, Ashlyn Carter, KT Mary, Mary Morantz, and Natalie Frank. And so if you want to create scroll stopping brand photos that get both you and your clients noticed, you've got to stop learning. And so if you want to create scroll stopping brand photos that get both you and your clients noticed, then you've got to stop defaulting to those cliche photos that currently clog your feed. So the number one mistake that wedding photographers make when moving into branding is missing this key shift, that brand photography requires you to move from relational documentarian, to creative director. And let me break down exactly what I mean by that. As a wedding photographer, you've learned to document what's in front of you. You have cues for posing and you know how to roll through family photos and you can probably style a mean flatly with invitations and a styling mat, but you're still working with what's in front of you on the wedding day. You're not shaping the story. Like You're not the one that's proposing venues. You're not the one that's t- telling the bride which dress you think would be the best fit. You are putting polish or an editorial spin on what you see, and you're documenting it artfully, but it's still documenting. But when you work with brands, you become a much more active participant. All of a sudden, instead of simply documenting the ride, you are helping to chart the course and steer the ship because your brand clients come to you, not as a photographer that they hand over a list of demands to, but as a co-creator. They want your thoughts, they want your opinions on what sort of imagery would suit their brand best. They trust you to be the expert and they want your eyes as a strategist and as an expert on visual marketing, which means that you become a collaborator and a creative director, not just a documentarian. And this is what so many wedding photographers miss. They don't realize that their clients want them to direct, that they the client wants them to help steer the ship wedding photographers and I'm saying this because I did all of this wedding photographers are so used to showing up and taking direction that the thought of being the director isn't on their radar your clients don't want you to simply show up and ask okay I'm ready to shoot whatever you've prepared for me let me see it but that is exactly what I did at the beginning because I didn't know that I needed to do anything different I thought well I'm a good wedding photographer and I know how to capture people so obviously I'm going to be competent at shooting these too And then the results spoke for themselves because they were essentially glorified headshots. They were cute headshots, but again, not all that purposeful. Most of us start this way. At some point, everybody produces work that later makes them cringe. But it's a blind spot for most wedding photographers because they don't even know that they're missing out on a more strategic approach that will yield better results for their clients. And that's really why this matters. It isn't bragging rights or feeling smug that your photos tell a more complete story than the wedding photographer next door. The the point of this is that strategic marketing-minded imagery will help your clients connect with and sell to the people who need what they offer better than photos of them simply smiling at their laptops. I believe that better brand photos change businesses, which then go on to change lives. I'm in the long live small business camp, and I will fight for entrepreneurs with everything I have. And I know that when we as brand photographers raise the bar, small businesses benefit as a result. So this means learning to ask the right kind of questions that will unearth the answers that result in killer brand photos. You've got to move from passive bystander to active investigator. So that looks like getting really, really clear on the whole body picture of your client's brand. It's kind of like when you start a relationship with someone new, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship, like you gotta get to know them. There's that intentional rush of whatever, dopamine when you first meet them of like, oh my gosh, I love everything about you. Everything is very rosy, but like it takes time for you to truly get to know someone to the point of being able to predict how they would respond to a situation. And that's really what we wanna be doing with brand photography here, is visually speaking on behalf of the clients with something that they themselves would say if they had your same skill with a camera. So we need to get really clear on that whole body picture of the client's brand, who it is, what it believes, what it feels, what it values, how it sees itself, because your job, again, is to help align your client's intention for their brand with their audience's perception of the brand. Asking in-depth questions is a huge part of understanding the brand's intention. And this process of asking questions, that starts from the moment they make contact. You will start gathering intel from that first email with a few targeted questions, and then you're gonna continue asking questions through their sales call, through their pre-shoot questionnaire, and through their pre-shoot strategy call. And as a result of asking all those questions, what begins to come together is a whole body picture of the brand. You will begin to see the brand as the business owner themselves envisions it. And that's when the shot list starts to come together because shot list is not a dirty four-letter word in the brand photography industry. It's actually an essential tool. I can't shoot a brand session without a shot list. It's a huge asset that allows you to be proactively creative. So if you're a wedding photographer and you just cringed when I said shot list, it's a totally different thing in the brand industry that you will come to love, I promise, So asking all of those questions is where that shot list comes together because you begin to see where the disconnects and the gaps are between the intention and current perception. And you as the expert know how to help bridge those gaps with photos that communicate what the brand owner needs to say. So here's why this works. First of all, every business is different. Every brand has a unique story. You may have clients who offer similar products, but their method and their approach and their brand vibe, that will change substantially from one session to the next. And when we take the time to see and enunciate that uniqueness, the investigation results in fresh creative photos at every shoot. Number two, why this works is your clients come to the table ready to trust you as an expert. They may not know what information to provide, what sort of clues to drop that result in a clear picture of their brand. So they rely on you to do it for them. And getting curious is how we take the reins as the resident expert. And the third reason why this works is because owning that role as an expert hands you more control over the final product, giving you permission to ask for what you need in order to make a shoot a success. And this is why I'm so excited to announce that the once a year sale on Brand Photography Academy is live. So if the material today got you pumped up and has you feeling like, hey, maybe I could really do this thing, then I would love to invite you to join me inside Brand Photography Academy, because inside this course, I take what we talked about in this episode and 10X it with turn-by-turn directions. Module three specifically focuses on the research and the shot list creation aspect of planning a brand shoot, teaching you how to ask the right questions that unlock a treasure trove of brand intel, and then how to use that intel to come up with new ideas for every brand session. In the words of one of my students, this is where the magic happens. Planning a shot list, like I said, is an absolutely essential part of a brand session, and I loved seeing that light bulb go off for so many of our students last week during the challenge. The full lineup of modules takes you through A to Z, start to finish, how to plan and shoot your best brand session by next week. So module one is brand identity basics. It teaches you the foundational branding theory that you need to know to be the expert that your clients are looking for, helping you to translate their messaging into visuals. Module two is a step-by-step walkthrough of the booking and onboarding process, allowing you to start asking those questions from the very beginning that yield brand clues, which positions you as an expert and gets you the right information needed to plan for remarkable brand photographs. Module three walks you through how to determine a client's storylines using information gleaned during the consult, the onboarding and the research process. And it includes my personal formula for using those storylines to craft a shot list that is full of creative ideas that you and your clients can't wait to shoot. Module four is all about shoot planning from locations to outfits to props to the final strategy call so that you can help your clients absolutely nail it with a session that will help them be seen the way they want to be seen. Module five is all about the shoot day. This is where you take all the theory that we've discussed and apply it on set. And that's where you'll watch me work with real clients in two full length behind the scenes videos from real shoots. Module six is my exact process for post-production, delivery and soliciting feedback so that you can finish every session strong, proud of those results that you've delivered to your clients. The full lineup of modules takes you through A to Z, start to finish, how to plan and shoot your best brand session by next week. Starting with fielding inquiries and crushing your sales calls through choosing props and locations with behind-the-scenes videos from real shoots, I'm giving you a a business-in-a-box formula to get your brand photography offer going because I don't want you to have to figure it out on your own. I would love to hand over my road-tested, proven process so you can skip the learning curve and get straight to producing work you're proud of that blesses your client's business and yours. You can get the full rundown of the modules and what's inside them at abbygrace.co/bpa. That's, again, abbygrace.co slash BPA. Inside BPA, you'll also find my pre-shoot questionnaire, which informs so much of that research process we just talked about. You're going to get my post-shoot questionnaire. You'll get the consult roadmap for making sales calls, an absolute breeze. It's literally got a step-by-step what to ask and when and how to close the sale. You'll get the research tracker and the shot list brainstormer, which will help you build your shot list. There's our exclusive Facebook group for students where you can come and ask questions and get support and connect with other photographers. There's the posing elective that will help you pose your clients like CEOs, not brides, which is another challenge that we see with new brand photographers. I'm including my template for the production binder, which is the onset tool that will keep you organized and on track and makes you look like a total boss in front of your clients. And we've also got quarterly planning calls to help you stay on track to accomplish your big goals each year. So BPA is in the shop year round. You can get it anytime. It's $1,500 year round. But from now through Friday, October 6th, it is on sale for the once a year price of $9.97. We've got a few extra bonuses up our sleeves rolling out during the sale week that aren't available any other time of year. So if you've been thinking about joining, this is the time to do it. I need you to remember, you are primed to be good at this. As a wedding photographer, you understand technique, posing and working with humans to bring out the best of them and so much more. And so branding is just a matter of translating those rare and valuable skills into brand sessions. You've got to know that there is absolutely life after wedding photography. It isn't a matter of photographing weddings until you burn out or close up shop. You can keep running this small business that you love if and when you decide that weddings aren't a good fit anymore. And finally, I need you to remember, this is not a monster undertaking. You don't have to throw away your entire business and start over in order to get started with brand photography. You don't need a five-year plan in order to build and launch your offer. Head to abbygrace.co slash BPA to get the details on Brand Photography Academy and to make good on that launch week price, plus to make sure that you get all of those bonuses before the sale week ends. As soon as you're registered, you'll get emailed a login with all of the course material waiting for you in your course dashboard so that you can dig in right now. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash BPA. We will see you inside Brand Photography Academy. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace, and I'll see you next time. Now let's go get after it, shall we?